Blog Talk Radio. and this week's live broadcast of The Way of Healing. My name is Susan Brozek, and I'm a licensed clinical Christian psychotherapist and founder of Healing Word Psychotherapy Services, my private practice. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Tonight, we're going to be looking at the importance of times of rest. And I think oftentimes we tend to set rest on the back burner while we run around and um, sort of create a life that is burdened with many unnecessary activities, if I can be so bold as to say that, um, as opposed to really planning out how the Lord would speak to us in terms of how we divide out our day. Because periods of rest are what sustain us during periods of stress. And so tonight, um, we're going to be looking at some biblical bases for the importance of rest, and we're also going to be looking at some practical application steps if you are, um, in addition to someone like me, uh, an individual who has a little bit of difficulty building in times of rest in their everyday life. Um, So let's start tonight with a verse. Um, and that verse is going to be from Mark, and it's Mark 6, uh, 31. And it says, Jesus said to them, come away by yourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. So as we can see from Christ's own words, seasons of rest are vital in our life, and they're also vital to our mental health. So rest is not only God-ordained, It's a necessity in our lives in order for us to be refreshed and rejuvenated so that we can continue to go forward in what we're called to do. And as we just alluded to, God himself rested. He also rested from his creative activity on the seventh day, which can be found in Genesis verses 2 to 3. So rest is purposely built into the natural rhythms of life by our creator. So I want to thank you once again for joining me tonight for this brand new broadcast. And we are going to now take an in-depth look at what it really means to rest and how building in periods of rest can benefit us, mind, body, and soul. So as I had just stated, surprisingly, many people truly don't know how to rest. And there can be a number of reasons for this. It could be as simple as the fact that Uh, rest was maybe not modeled for them in their family of origin, in the home that they were growing up in, Um, or maybe they were told that if they 
sat down to rest, they were lazy, or it's better to be productive. There's, there's a myriad of reasons why. Um, sometimes people feel guilt or shame if they sit down to rest. And then there's the opposite end of the spectrum where um, a lot of people like to do nothing but rest. <laughs> so we're kind of looking for um, that balance, but we're looking for that balance through the lens of Scripture not through our own opinions. We're looking at what God's word has to say about rest and its importance. So in the verse that I read above, and I'll read it again, Mark 6, 31, Jesus said to them, come away by yourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. In that verse, the Greek word for rest is anapao, and literally it means to cause or permit one to cease from any movement or labor in order to recover and collect his strength. Another meaning of that word means to give rest, refresh, to give oneself rest or to take rest. And finally, it means to keep quiet and calm in patient expectation. So to rest biblically means to cease from striving. And rest is freedom from work toil, strain, or activity. The body is at rest when it ceases its constant motion and labor. The mind is at rest when it's disturbed, anxious, or agitated. And the spirit is at rest when it's inwardly quiet, composed, peaceful, and trusting in God to provide for all of life's needs. And I think it's important here just to add, too, that a lot of people conceive of rest as sitting around doing nothing. Um, that actually is not the the biblical or the theological definition of rest. What what rest really means is to it's an active posture. So when you're resting, you are ceasing from striving, but also with like I just mentioned a patient expectation. So you're you're being deliberate in terms of an intentional, in terms of not um, participating in a lot of activity. You are giving yourself rest, but it's also an active posture. It's not just laying around doing nothing. It's purposefully allowing your body, mind, spirit, and soul to take a break with active expectation for what the Lord would do in your life next. So I hope that helps to... Um, just add a, a little bit more clarity or clarification um, to what we mean when we talk about the verb to rest and what it actually translates into. Um, I pulled some interesting thoughts on rest um, written by various uh, individuals. You'll recognize some of the names. And these are um, their take on rest. And I thought they were profound. And I just want to share some of those with you. Um, this one is by Charles Spurgeon. He says, do not tell me that there is no rest for us till we get to heaven. We who have believed in Jesus enter into rest even now. Why should we not do so? Our salvation is complete. The robe of righteousness in which we are clad, we are reconciled to God, beloved of the Father, preserved by his grace, and supplied by his providence with all that we need. We carry all our burdens to him and leave them at his feet. 
We spend our lives in his service, and we find his ways to be ways of pleasantness and his paths to be paths of peace. Yes, we have found rest unto our souls. I recollect the first day that I ever rested in Christ, and I did rest that day. And so will all of you who trust in Jesus as I trusted in him. So in that passage, Spurgeon is likening resting in the Lord with trusting in the Lord. And I think that's a really key, important point for us to remember um, because it does take an element of trusting in God to just say, Lord, I'm going to rest today. And, and with the understanding that nothing is going to change in terms of um, what will be waiting for you the following day, that the Lord will uh, take care of the issues of life for you so that you can rest. Um, we talk about Shabbat, Sabbath, um, and Sabbath rest each week. And one thing that um, the Jewish people do very well is they are very intentional about resting on Shabbat, which begins at sundown on Friday night and ends at sundown and on Saturday night. And during that time, they are allowed to do no work at all. In fact, um, the Orthodox Jews, uh, when my husband and I had, had the opportunity to be in Israel on a couple of occasions, we were there on a Shabbat. And we were in a hotel, and um, they aren't even allowed to press the hotel elevator buttons. Each button is pressed already um, so that it stops at each floor. Um, so the person riding in the elevator doesn't uh, need to even um, worry about pressing that button because that's considered work. So it's amazing when, when we contrast um, what, what the Jews do on their, on their Sabbath rest to, to completely remove themselves from any type of labor or semblance of labor, even pressing a button, um, compared to how we in the Western culture as Americans view rest, which I think a lot of us just think of it as sitting around watching TV. That is not um, the Hebraical or biblical view of rest. It's, it's a deliberate um, mindset that says, I'm going to put the Lord first, I'm going to focus on the Lord, and I'm going to obey his word, which tells us to remember the Sabbath, the Shabbat, and keep it holy. And I think we just miss so much of that. Not, we are not bound by that law any longer. Um, that's old, old uh, covenant, and we're in the new covenant of grace. However, there's so much to be gleaned from the old covenant, the Old Testament, and what they did. And so um, although we aren't bound by it, it certainly is something that we can um, gladly partake of because the word of God is the word of God. And so um, just to stress that if you are at a point where your weeks are so full that you feel like you have no downtime, try doing even a partial Sabbath rest, a part of what we would call Saturday, and take that time and focus on God and don't do any work, don't do any chores, don't do any uh, travail, don't strive, just spend it quietly, calmly with family, with the Lord. Okay, I'll move on here to another quote. Uh, this was submitted by someone with the initials of GW. 
he states that I walked life's path with worry, disturbed and quite unblessed. Until I trusted Jesus, now faith has given rest. And there again is that connection between rest and trust in the Lord. So it's just something to be curious about, these connections um, of resting in God and trusting in God. There's something there that I believe the Holy Spirit will will speak to your hearts about. Um, a, A man by the name of D.C. Egner says, to Christians, every sunset is an exclamation point given to us by the Creator to end the day. It's as if the Lord were saying, set aside your worries, rest from your labors, forget about those disappointments. I am still here taking care of my universe. I am in control. I have not changed. Look up beyond the sun to me and be at peace. And I I just love that because especially um, my husband and I just truly enjoy um, the beautiful skies that the Lord paints at sunset, we face west, and, and to see each one being so uniquely different, and, and to see it as that reminder of, this is the end of your day, I'm painting you this beautiful portrait, this beautiful picture, and it's a reminder to rest, and that he's already taken care of tomorrow. So when I see a sunset, I often um, think of that concept of, okay, the Lord is blessing the rest of this night and then the following day um, that he already has um, within his, his trusting hands. Um, written by F.B. Meyer, um, he, I believe it's a he, states, the place where we lie down to rest is under the shadow of the cross. While we remain there, we are perfectly safe and blessed. Return unto thy rest, O strange sheep. Back to the arms of Jesus. God is the rest giver. And I just thought that was powerful as as well. Um, The phrase return unto thy rest um, is used several times in scripture. And um, it's something that we really need to give thought to and what that means. Um, Another individual states that our body, soul, and spirit are to function at their best Time is needed for renewal, time for leisure, time for rest. And then finally, Hudson Taylor, whom I'm sure many of you have heard of, states that bear not a single care thyself. One is much, one is too much for thee. The work is mine and mine alone, thy work to rest in me. So his statement there is saying that our work, quote unquote, is to rest in him. Um, this also goes back to scripture when it talks about um, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Even when we are working for the Lord, there is assistance that he gives us. Um, his burden is light. His yoke is easy. He bears the the main um, weight of what it is that we are called to do. And when we try to bear that weight ourselves without involving the Lord, that's when we can get into trouble. So, okay, I want to just briefly point out three um, principles of rest for you this evening. Um, The first one um, is a principle, uh, basically I just titled it, I cannot do ministry alone, I cannot do it all, and I cannot do it without Jesus. 
Um, and so, again, it's this concept of if we think we have to be the, you know, the person that's a one-man show, so to speak, and to take and do everything on our own, whether for the Lord or even in our profession that isn't uh, direct ministry, we are going to burn out very, very quickly. I recall I've been a Christian clinical psychotherapist for 25 years. I recall my first year of it, um, I was bringing home, in my mind, the issues of the patients that I would work with and losing a lot of sleep for that first year. And um, I received from the Lord a nudging that if I continue to do that, I won't last another year. So it's so key that we roll our burdens, cast our cares onto the Lord so that he can bear those and that um, we can know that he cares for us. So it's, it's really crucial that we don't carry home all of the issues um, from whatever type of calling or job we have and bring them home and worry and fret that will get us nowhere. We have to cast them onto the Lord, and then he promises um, that he will take care of those things for us. So going on now to the second uh, principle of rest, um, this is the concept of um, noticing how rest changes us. And the reason that I think this is important is because if we don't understand that rest is valuable, we're not likely to put any effort towards it. In other words, um, if people will participate in what they deem valuable. So if we have this concept that, well, you know, I sleep eight hours at night, that's enough. I don't, why would I want to spend my other 16 hours doing any type of rest? Well, that mindset is a little bit unbalanced. Um, sleeping is different than resting. Um, sleeping, you're not conscious. So with resting, it's taking breaks throughout the day or maybe, like we said, taking Shabbat, which is Sabbath, a day, uh, a complete day of uh, rest entirely and noticing the changes that happen within us when we do that. If we find those to be valuable, we will continue to make time for rest because I admit it's very difficult to, you almost have to block out time for rest as if you were to block out an appointment. Um, we can get so filled up so easily that rest is the last thing that we think we need to make an appointment for. And yet it's the first thing that we need to pay attention to, especially as it pertains to our time with God um, and the need that we have to set ourselves in a, in a peaceful mindset so we can go about our day. Um, so when we are in that period of rest, um, talking to the Lord about what we're noticing as we rest more is a really good way to process how this can help us and enhance our life. Um, so in terms of the need for rest, um, 
and we go back to, to our, our verse for tonight, which is Mark 6, 31, um, B, verse, I'm sorry, part B, we read part A. Uh, part B says, for there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So just to give you, um, again, the full verse so that it sits in context for you, uh, Mark 6:31. Jesus said to them, come away by yourselves to a quiet place and rest a while, for there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. That's the second portion of that verse. So demands on our lives can be endless. Um, there will always be someone uh, else that is there for us to serve. And Jesus himself said, the poor you will always have with you. Um, and in, as a result of this, we can neglect our own needs or self-care. Self-care not said in a self-centered way, but in a way of keeping ourselves healthy to do the work. Um, and for the needs of others, we can neglect what we need. Uh, to keep ourselves healthy, or we can even neglect our family um, and put the needs of others above our family's needs. Um, We can neglect time with Jesus for the needs of others. And we might even, you know, kind of go along with this complex, this guilt complex that, you know, if we don't do it all, hey, I, I failed, I'm guilty, there's shame there. That is not how the Lord works. The Lord um, gently guides and leads us where the enemy pushes and urges us and puts us under guilt and shame and condemnation. And the word of God says there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So just to reiterate this point that there are a lot of performance-based people um, and even Christians and, um, you know, some churches that, that put a lot of high value on how much can be accomplished. And I understand there's so, I mean, there's so much ministry that needs to be done. And, and I understand that. But if it's not balanced with rest, then you have a perfect recipe for burnout. So if you aren't balancing the work you're doing for the Lord with rest, don't expect yourself to be able to persevere uh, for a prolonged period of time because we just can't. We were not designed to be automatons or robots. We are designed as human beings that have needs, and one of those is rest. Um, So as um, I stated before about that Greek word, for rest, um, it means to keep quiet of calm and patient expectation, um, to cause or permit oneself to cease from striving, to cease from any movement or labor in order to recover and collect his strength. So again, it's this idea of you've expended energy and then you have to have that energy um, recharged for you. You need to rejuvenate. You have to have that um, built back up again within yourself so you can go forward. So the third principle of rest that I'm sharing with you tonight is that every person must build in a period of rest in their schedules, in their lives. And rest involves time apart with Jesus. Some of that, these might seem glaringly obvious. What I've noticed is that people don't do it. So even though something might seem glaringly obvious, 
if it's not being practiced, it doesn't have any value uh, for that person. So, again, what the Lord really had in my heart for tonight's broadcast was um, helping you to understand the need for rest and also giving you ways to build that in. Um, we're in such a time where there's so many needs. I I can't even take up um, the minutes that I have left to to go into all that, but the, the problems in the world alone could fill an hour <laughs> uh, uh, program. There are so many needs that are out there, and you know, as as the Word of God says, um, there the laborers are few, and so um, sometimes people think they have to try to do it all. There was a, a statistic I read, I believe, from a group called the Barna Group, which studies uh, churches and different aspects of, of how churches operate and, and the effects they have in the community and so forth. And I believe they said that in most churches, 15% of the people do 85% of the work. So that is out of balance. <laughs> and um, that's a whole other topic, but just, you know, stressing the importance of you need to take care of yourself. You cannot burn yourself out and then come home at 10 p.m., be exhausted, and start resenting the very thing that the Lord has called you to do or start resenting your job that God has blessed you with because you're not able to build in some type of balance. And I know everybody can't take three-hour breaks and, you know, sit and stare out at the water. I'm just saying that there has to be some deliberateness, some intentionality in um, how you rest. So moving forward on to what I want to share next, Um, and this part really has to do more with um, how we can begin to implement these things in our lives um, in terms of rest. And that is um, a key as it pertains to walking things out. Um, So when we're talking about our work and working hard and how I said you can't take three hours out of each workday and and just stare, Um, there's this concept of work smarter, not harder. And I think that has some value to it. It is a catchy phrase, but it's also truth packed. And in that phrase, I'm going to give you an example here of what that means. So um, one man challenged another to an all-day wood chopping contest. The challenger worked very hard, stopping only for a brief lunch break. The other man had a leisurely lunch and took several breaks during the day. At the end of the day, the challenger was surprised and annoyed to find that the other fellow had chopped substantially more wood than he had. I don't get it, he said. Every time I checked, you were taking a rest, yet you chopped more wood than I did. But you didn't notice, said the winning woodsman, that I was sharpening my axe when I sat down to rest. So I just think that that paints a really interesting picture. Um, We need to be wise about how we work. There's wisdom. There's God-given wisdom when we seek it of how we can accomplish the same amount of production, if you will, in less time. Or we don't have to work as brutally hard. 
And this example just really shines and really stands out. Um, so as we begin to wrap tonight, um, I'd like to share with you just some encouragement for the journey. Um, as you're looking at going forward with eight plates spinning in the air and a, a packed full calendar between now and July or whatever your calendar may look like, um, make sure that you have some friends or some sisters or brothers in the Lord that can encourage you um, when you are um, in a season of labor and also cultivate relationships with people outside your church or ministry as well um, because they can also give you um, ways to wind down and ideas um, and maybe even provide you with um, you know, just some activities that are, are leisurely and filled with joy. Any way that you can to find people that can help you keep this balance, because we think we can keep the balance on our own. Um, well, I, I'll be fine. I'll just I'll, I'll schedule in a half hour tomorrow for a rest time. It doesn't usually work quite that easily. So if you have somebody who holds you accountable, and that's my whole point here, um, it, it does then kind of force you to be accountable for what that person is um, expecting of you. So it's another way to sort of uh, throw in a safety net, if you will, um, as you kind of teach yourself how to rest. Um, Jesus himself said, be of good cheer. It is I, do not be afraid. So we have to remember that Jesus affirms us and he speaks to us. He is always there for us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us, and he is the giver of all good gifts, and he is the one that in Mark 6.31 went away by himself to a quiet place to rest a while. He needed to rest. If the Lord Jesus Christ needed a period of time to rest, how much more so do we as full flesh human beings need to build in those periods of rest if the Son of God himself needed to do it. I just think there couldn't be a more apt um, illustration of the importance of rest than Jesus Christ himself needing it. Um, I want to share just a brief exhortation, and then we'll wrap up. Um, actually, we're going we're gonna to quickly um, go through some application tips here, and then I'm going to wrap up with a brief exhortation as we close. So um, why it's important to allow yourself to rest, and this has to do more with the mental health piece. Um, and again, this broadcast is called The Way of Healing, and we look at all sorts of different aspects of mental health from a Christian perspective. Um, so the importance of rest um, is huge uh, for the body, soul, and mind. Many Americans are caught in the grind of work family responsibilities, and ongoing stress. And stress is a whole other program. Often we only allow ourselves to truly rest on holidays or on vacation. And there are a lot of people who have trouble even resting on vacation. <laughs> they will be still for an hour or two and they feel like they, they got to get up and get away from the pool and go do something. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of interesting to, to see Americans try to be restful on a vacation. Um, not just Americans, but uh, I'm sure all 
all cultures struggle with that, but Americans are kind of noteworthy in that regard. Um, but it is so important that we prioritize adequate rest in our everyday lives. So with rest, um, we have to make it uh, something that we see, like I said, as a value. And if we do rest, it actually, as a side benefit, improves our quality of sleep at night. So rest can be difficult to define because it can look different for everyone. I defined it uh, for you biblically from the original Greek. Um, but in the mental health field, if you will, rest is defined as any behavior aimed at increasing physical or mental well-being. It can be active rest, such as going for a walk outside, or passive rest, such as taking some time to sit down and do deep breathing. Um, regardless of how you choose to rest, there are some daily behaviors that can help you recover and recharge from a physical and mental deficit. So this is why rest is linked to physical and mental health. Some practical tips for rest. Um, are as follows. And if, if rest, rest is left untreated, long-term stress can cause a lot of um, physiological uh, issues. I mean, everything from it can cause chest pain and then it can cause headaches. It can cause actual medical problems in terms of digestion, the stomach, anxiety, depression, all these things, inability to focus, all are the result of not getting enough rest. So it might not seem like a big deal to skip relaxation or rest in your daily routine. However, if you continue to do that day after day, um, you will find that you are not as sharp, not as energetic, and not able to accomplish um, what you were before you uh, made the decision to build rest into your life. So um, without adequate rest, um, you can experience stress and anxiety. Um, you can experience uh, depressed mood, um, increased blood pressure, um, chronic pain, uh, decreased immune health, and a weaker cardiovascular system. So these, I think, I mean, are, are very important, and you can see the sort of the global, um, in terms of the, the broad reach, that lack of rest can do to your being, physical, mental, emotional, and uh, soul, spirit. So it's so important, and that's why the Lord speaks of it so much. Um, you can even start out with small ways that you can incorporate rest and relaxation into your daily routine. Um, I mean, we are able to make time to eat every day and do errands. So again, building in rest is just as important um, you could meditate on God's word for five to ten minutes. Again, walking outside is, is fantastic. Where I live, sometimes the temperatures are sub-zero, and that's not always possible. But when you can, to be able to get outside in nature, that adds a whole other element. And walking and, um, out in nature is also a very restful, um, rhythmic thing that you can do for yourself, listening to calming music, reading a book any number or combination of these things. But it is so key that you schedule it in as if it were an appointment. Um, so on that note, I just want to end with an exhortation um, that I think may speak to some who are listening tonight. So I'll go ahead and read that now. 
I speak to those who have become exhausted and drained of physical and mental resources. Separate yourself for a time from the things that have used you up. If you try to wrangle your way through this time by sheer natural strength, things will only get worse. Come to me, meaning the Lord, for a time of refreshing where you will find rest for your soul. And then Matthew 11:28 to 30 is quoted. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I just pray that tonight um, that this has ministered to you and and that's all the time that we've got left. And I'd like to close this in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to look at an aspect of our spiritual lives, Lord, that is so often ignored or pushed aside or put on the back burner. And it's that of rest. And so we thank you, God, that you set an example in your word. Um, for the fact that we need to rest. You've even set aside one day per week that you have called us to rest, Lord. And so we thank you that you put high value on this, Lord, and as a result of that, we need to follow suit and put high value on it also, Lord. And I just pray that for all who are listening, pray that this message ministers to each heart in the way that you intend it to. Um, Lord God, and if there are those who are struggling or exhausted or just at the end of their rope, that they would know that sometimes the answer can be as simple as as spending an hour or two in rest just to get rejuvenated, Lord God. I pray that you'd minister to each one, Lord, um, from all parts of uh, our listening area uh, all over this, this beautiful world that you've created for us, Lord. Help them, Lord God. Help them to know that resting is not laziness. Resting is not uh, being negligent um, or creating a deficit for someone else. But not, resting is absolutely necessary for us to be able to carry on in a healthy way. And so we just ask now that you would bless, protect, keep each one listening safe and healthy. We ask all these things now in your glorious and holy name. Amen. I want to thank you again so much for listening this evening, and I hope you'll join me again next month for my next broadcast. If you'd like to contact me directly at Healing Word, which is my private practice, please feel free to call 414-254-9862 or visit my website at www.healing-word.com. Thank you so much, and God's richest blessings be upon you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.